Yo, everybody, this is your boy, Cardian. I uh, wanted to give you a quick heads up that the following audio sounds terrible. Uh, it was literally just supposed to be a conversation between me and my boy, Moose, Mark Moose. Uh, but, you know, we were feeling it. Uh, literally did this on my phone, and he, he was actually on one of my uh, handheld mics. And so just want to forewarn you about that. But we were digging the energy, filling the conversation, and we decided to turn it into something bigger. So this is the first, uh, I guess, unofficial episode of our podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Peace. The Static Starters Network presents... Next on the mic. With your boys, Carly and Moose. Take two. Take two. Take two. Anyway, I'm here. My name's Cardian. It's my boy Moose. Yes, sir. Mark, for those who like to call me by my government. Or whatever, you know, Mark. <laughs> Ian, if you want to call me by my government name, too. Yes, Moose. You know. This is uh, this is our first sit-down conversation. What well, might be a podcast, maybe. We're, but right now, we're just having a conversation. But, uh, Could bloom into something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do pull you in because we always have really exciting conversations. I think we... Opening each other up creativ- creatively, create creatively. God damn, yeah, creatively. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I wanted to sit down and have a talk with you because we have good conversations and we were going through some similar feelings right now. Yes, about some similar situations. Yeah. Um, very, very intense. Yeah, like the most strong feelings that I didn't know I had. Right, right. About someone I never met. Yeah, and so I think. Most of us know we're talking about the Nipsey Hussle situation. Uh, R.I.P. Sir, rest in peace, my guy. Um, yeah, so I I immediately wanted to have a conversation with someone about it uh, when it happens. Like, completely unreal situation. Um, unbelievable. I mean, this guy seemed untouchable, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So. And so uh, as soon as it happened, I wanted to have a conversation. Like, the day it happened, I wanted to have a Funny enough, I was I was recording another podcast, um, but it was like not the environment to have the conversation. So I wanted to have a conversation, but I'm actually glad I waited because you know you get your kind of your feelings out yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you gotta reflect, bro. Yo, and not uh not speak from emotion. But uh, when I did finally you know get past that, you were one of the people I knew I wanted to speak to because we've sure. always clicked very high on hip hop and state of everything going on yeah, I mean, just... you, were, you were the first person i text when i found out mm-hmm. you know i mean you were the first person i contacted about this so yeah and so um mutual yeah uh man where do we even begin with with talking about this i don't even know all right well with him where you want to begin is let's let's act like for a split second it didn't happen where you want to begin is the power this man had when he was alive, he was already a living legend. You know what I mean? Um, before the untimely death, I mean, and our he was he was our Tupac as far as his generation. I mean, granted, we were alive when Tupac passed away, but we were five, six years old at the oldest. You know, we weren't fully aware of what had happened. Same with Biggie, but with Nipsey, we were able to watch him grow as we grew up. I mean, I was introduced to his rap 
his rap music when I was probably about 14, 15, maybe. Um, a, little, a little bit later than that, but right, right. the whole point is, listen to this guy for a very long time. And this dude influenced me in a positive way, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he spoke from that same angle that when the people from the streets, you know, people we grew up with like that. But, I mean... You could tell there was something about him, something about his message. As simplistic as it was, there was something that drew you in, you know what I mean, that you couldn't escape. And so now that we fast forward to him passing away, that effect hit so hard because this man was a leader. He wasn't just a rapper. He was a leader. He was somebody who was taking people from impoverished areas and showing them a different route. Even though he took... A very, you know, a skeptical route, you know what I mean? Like anybody else, rapper, gangbanger, yada, yada, yada. But he turned his life around and showed people that there's ways, there's ways to do this without violence. There's ways to do this by being smart and going to school. And also on top of that, he empowered black people. He gave us a confidence that we didn't have. And so that's where I'm coming from. And that's how I feel about the guy. And I like, you know, I want to know what you feel about him right. as far as what got you listening to Nipsey or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of what you said, uh, it gives me a lot of thought about about uh, him as a person. Um, just to be just to be a good broadcaster, first let's assume that nobody knows what happened. So 33-year-old man, rapper, I mean, I feel like that's even secondary at this point. Mm. Uh, 33-year-old man who was on his block, owned the block. I mean, we're talking about he owned the strip mall. He was at home. Owned the businesses, like, employed these people around him. Um, what, what has been reported is that there was somebody in a circle who, and I'm just doing this for the sake of, of journalism, not, not to step on anything that you said, uh, but somebody in a circle that got out of prison early, he basically checked him, said, why are you out so early? Like, yeah. come back with those papers. I don't think it's an unreasonable request if you're that in that type of environment, uh, knowing where he's coming from. And it's hard to say. Uh, just suck a shit. Like, just yeah. come up to him and just took yeah. his life. And, you know, I think, I, think, I think the core people that would listen to this know already know what's happened. But, like, I just refreshing it. Um, but to, to like, finally go back to what you said, like, I mean, just to think about, he's the true, someone said it actually before, like I heard anybody else say it, but they said he's the true definition of a game maker. Now, what I mean by that is not in the stereotypical sense, not like you see somebody on the TV who's, you know, throwing up their set, shooting at people randomly, drive-bys, blah, 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 which... I'm sure, obviously, he's seen his fair share of that. But, you know, gangs were actually started to protect their block, to protect their neighborhood, to protect their people. Uplift those people. Yeah. They started from, you know, Black Panther Party, some of these other parties that were trying to uplift their community and uplift, uh, you know, black men and women and people of color. Because not, you know, yeah. people like Black Panther Party didn't just help, you know, uh, Black people, mm. but they also, you know, helped, they even helped white people. You can see pictures of that, things yeah. of that nature. But when someone said that he was a true definition of a gangbanger, 
What I think you can go a little bit further with is that there's bylaws to being in a gang. There's things, there's certain ways you have to act. You have to act like a man. It's not just run off at the mouth and shoot people and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure there's young kids that come up and do that stuff and maybe the lifestyle of, of a true gangster probably lost along the way. Code got lost a long time ago. Um, but they said that he really was trying to epitomize what, I guess, quote unquote, what, what people say a true gangster was. So like we're even talking back in the day with like, you know, Italian mob and things like that, exactly. where they're putting, you know, you, you see like mobster movies where they're taking care of their neighborhood. It's their block. You got to go through them, blah, like blah, blah. businesses and so on and so Yeah. Forth. And definitely not to try to glorify anything, but just like he took that and even went past that, right? He's preaching things like make sure you have assets, make sure that you're putting your money into businesses and not cars and clothes and these things that, other rappers talk about um, have your money make money. Yeah, like That's the motto basically. I I don't remember at least in my lifetime a, a rapper ever going that hard about that kind of stuff. Like about businesses, about owning your masters, which he owned all of his music, which not many other rappers can say. Um, Very few. And yeah. so, I think that's where I started first when I heard about the news. Like it. Not on some rap shit. Like it was just yeah. what you took a man out of this world that was like did unbelievable things. Bro, I mean, that's I'm not trying to compare anybody to anybody. Mm-hmm. I like that everyone's their own individual. Um, but I saw some people on social media calling this man Jesus, and you know, comparisons to Jesus died at 33 as well. Yada 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 along those lines. Now. I'm not going to call the man Jesus, but at the same time, his characteristics were very Jesus-like to me, I guess you can say, leading his people out of the darkness. Not just everybody, leading anybody who was told that they couldn't or anybody who was led to believe that they were less than. He he helped them believe in themselves. He He gave the block, you know, he gave the neighborhood a whole new identity, something that never had, something that was theirs, you know what I mean? I mean, <clears throat> neighborhood has never had that in any hood, in any city, in any country. Yeah, I think about that. I thought that about that a ton because, like, and and a lot of the stuff that I brought up prior was not to, um, not to like sensationalize what other people say or to like even bring up negative stuff, but it's just like. For the most part, it's been all all positive. It's been all positive when anybody speaks about him and this and that. But there are one or one or two things out there that I've heard from different people, um, or from different even like podcasts or broadcasters and things like that that might shine light on some of the other aspects of his life. And so that's why I brought up some of that stuff. Is just because like that hit me the most. I think that's what really like hit me after hearing the news and that hit me and like feeling these these feelings for somebody I never met, like feeling a certain way about, um, you know, just listening through his music, but like, and, and there's always going to be the comparison of like, you know, it's what Tupac was, what Tupac and Biggie dying is is this. And like you said, like it's wasn't, we weren't really there for that all the way. No, Um, but you know, we, 
we could tell, even though we didn't listen to Tupac and Biggie, you know, in our youth until we got older, we can understand their music, understand where they're coming from. And he just seemed like almost, can't be a reincarnation if you were alive when they were alive. Mm-hmm. But, right. but his music was a reincarnation of their music and maybe their message. You know what I mean? Right, right. Just positivity giving back to the hood, man. Right. And so, and, and so and talking about some of that stuff, like it just, I felt this need to almost like, if I got a chance to ever speak with some of these people, just like defend his character. Like, which is not, it's not none of my business. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't know the person, but just from knowing everything that he did and everything that he stood for. And like, when you think about the type of man you want someone to be, whether that be your future child or whether you think about your nieces and nephews, blah, 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 whatever, what have you, that's the type of person you want. Like a, a dude who was smart first and foremost about everything would back up his word, like, completely authentic and every time i hear people talk about him you just hear authentic and i think that sums up perfectly everything like if you're just going to use one word about him i think authentic is the thing because it leads for everything else he authentically led his block and led his people to you know better finance to giving them jobs to uh you know he was opening up uh, a an African-American museum with some other entrepreneurs um, opening up school programs in STEM and some of this other stuff. And um, so it it just like, I had a lot of, I have a lot of different emotions, especially right now, like talking about it, super emotional about the situation. Also like if I, Oh, if I hear anything negative, I just feel like I just have to defend. I just have to go on the defensive. So that's why I just brought up some of that stuff in the beginning because I I think I think he just like even if you question if this could have been um if it could have not happened because I think that's the biggest thing for people right now. Now yes. after the aftermath everything's over, can we stop this? How do we stop this? Um I don't want to say it's his destiny. I do not want to say that, and I don't want anyone to take that wrong. But I want to say that I think when you lead that genuinely, people are going to want to come after everything that you have. Yeah. No, you said it perfectly because I can't recall even someone from our past, from the history books, the people we've learned about that were, you know, well gone before we were even born. One thing that I've noticed has been a trend with all these great leaders most of the greatest leaders of all time have all died at a very young age. Um, very rarely do they make it, you know, to their deathbed in terms of old age or sickness. Like, usually they they die. Someone murders them or, you know, a very coincidental accident happens. You know what I mean? Now, and this isn't me leading towards any conspiracies with this because I don't really believe the conspiracies at all. I believe it was just a little fuck boy who got in his feelings. He couldn't. He had a weak hearted and he couldn't take what was told to him. And in his eyes, he thought he had to end this man's life. Now, I was a little off track, but with you're saying back to the authenticity of Nipsey, man, he's to say anything bad about him in my eyes is to not have understood him or however, even didn't even try to, you know what I mean? Because we didn't know him, so I'm not considered to say. That, you know, say anything bad is not to know him. I didn't know him either. But to badmouth this man who never did anything bad to you or never said anything bad about anybody, only uplifting. 
to go with what you said, I have to defend that as well. I can't. I feel like I can't let anybody speak bad about this person, just regardless of what he's done in his past. We knew Pac and Biggie weren't perfect individuals, but in their deathbed, we we don't allow anybody to miss, you know, misplace their words about these individuals. And I feel like this man, he's he's that guy. He is he is the Pac and Biggie of this generation. Pac, we'll say Pac. I agree. Yeah, we'll go Pac. Pac of this generation, man. I mean, this death isn't just. Another rapper, bro. This is this is gonna hopefully change the communities in a positive way. Hopefully, I mean, from what I've seen, from what I've heard, people want to start progressing. But I mean, how long is this gonna last? You know what I mean? It's been two, three days. People are emotional now. People want to do great now. But where do you think people are gonna be at in a week, or in a month, in a year? Well, I, I that and that is a good place to go. Like I, I did think about that a lot. Like I think personally, for me, it flipped the switch too. Like. I don't I don't necessarily think it like I've over, I've I've been for the last couple of weeks working towards personal like growth and health and things like that, like reading books finally and like trying to get my like knowledge on it. Yeah. Um so it hit at the right it I don't want to say like that, it didn't hit at the right time, but like it just intervened, I guess, the situation and me having that personal growth kinda like they intertwine at that point because just snapped me out of this thing, this reality where like he was doing all these great things, and like now it's tomorrow's not promised. Like yeah, you gotta stop playing. Yeah, and like where these people go now, I mean, hard to say. I I, I agree that I don't know if personally if people in the in the next six months are going to have that same Man. feeling or whatever. I think a lot of people move on, but. Uh, you know, I think if even if you can spark one or two people to do something, I think it, I think it's a big impact. I still think it is a really great big impact because um, look at where we're at, where we're at before, and then you know even if it's one or two people, obviously you would want it to be a thousand people, or you would want yeah. it to be the block that went out for his vigil and stuff yeah. like that. But reality is not going to happen. It's yeah, it life life happens, you know what I mean? Like we're all in some in some shit that like we don't like either we don't know how to get out of it or we you know, we get sucked back into it. And and that's a good thing, like thing that you spoke about saying, like, you know, I didn't know the man, don't know all of the things that went on in his life. I don't wanna I don't wanna get into this now. We can speak about this later if we have another conversation, but like I think people forget nowadays, especially in 2018, 2019, so on and so forth, that, like, people fuck up. Like, it's just, it's inevitable, especially when you're young. Like, it seems like now and now, more and more, we're attacking younger and younger. And this is not to anybody specific or to any, like, situation or scandal. But, like, I think we don't lead anymore with, oh, yeah, like, he's just a human being they were young or blah, blah, blah. And it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse when somebody's young and they do something stupid. But your brain's not fully grown, not fully developed. Some of us didn't grow up with, you know, both of our parents in the household mm-hmm. not being told to do. Some of our parents had to work, you know, from night to day, barely seeing them. We had to cook our own food, take <laughs> care of our siblings, and siblings take care of us. And, like, it just, circumstance just happens. And so partly... People people will 
move on and forget and not have that same drive and emotion. Um, and I couldn't fault them either. Like I couldn't fault no. them for going back. Like it just life and, and, uh, but that's, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to, the point I really wanted to make is like it, fake love bothers me mm-hmm. a lot. Now I'm not saying that these people who are mourning for, I'm not saying that they don't care for this man. Like I said, I get it. You have, you have to live your own life still. You got to still live life, move on. But I mean, how many people are really going to take his message? Like, I'm not talking about, do you later still listen to his music? That's going to happen forever. But to sit and actually try to carry on what he was trying to build within the community. Like, who's going to take over that task of putting money back into the hood? Because ain't no one been doing it. Rick Ross. Well, it's outside of Rick Ross. Well, well, I will say this. I will say, if I could be a little bit cliche, kind of going back to what I said before, it's the whole Tupac effect where he says, I, you know, I'm probably not going to change the world, but I can spark you know, the brand that could change the world. And I think in some ways this this is what happens. Obviously, you know, Nipsey was old enough to be around when Pac was around. Yeah. And some, some like, might romanticize that that was one of the brains that, changed it probably was to be and honest. i think that even that that's why i said before like even if there are one or two people that take something away from that and do it and go and do more it'll be worth it um but realistically i know what you mean like i i do i do see your point i do understand and i agree like it's it's i don't, I don't see it being an immediate thing is it we're not going to see it i don't think until the, like later in our lifetime, but yeah. I think that there's enough that that got taken away. And it, because I had the same thoughts too when um, XXX died. Yes. Because me, like, being a little bit older and him being in, like, a younger rap generation, like, at first didn't really give it a chance, and then the more and more and more I listened, I was like, oh, shit, like, there's something crazy here, and then obviously yeah. too late. Oh yeah, I I'm I'm gonna be honest with you right now. I am definitely somebody who listened to his music more after his death than than when he was alive. But I mean, compared to Nipsey, some that was somebody that I you know like I said listened to listening to him for a very long time. Um, and I mean, I haven't touched base on it. And he didn't personally affect my life, but I've had family members that have worked for him, maybe not directly with him, but you know, come off that block, right? Live right behind the store. You know what I mean? I mean, he touched. Someone in my family, for sure, helped them out, for sure. And so, I mean, that's why I'm worried about the fake love, because the community needed him. They did. They really did. And that's why I'm saying, like, will this will this change? Like, I want this. I'm hoping, in, you know, in the deepest part of my heart that it's, it changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The worst thing would be to go back down to Slauson and Crenshaw a year from now and see that whole store gone, to see it gone, see something he built gone. That would make it worse, you know what I mean? I just want people to build off of this. I want that, at least in that community, if that community can just keep building and not go back to where it was, instead of everybody, you know, wilding out and just being stupid, can the community come together and continue Nipsey's work? Because they relied on him. Well, now that he's gone, it's on you. It's on you guys. Are you going to keep putting money back into your neighborhood? Or are you going to, you know, try to escape? Are you going to yeah. try to turn your back on your people? 
Yeah, it, so, it, it, yeah. Does, it does present like a... <laughs> man, it presents a crazy... Like, it's just a question because we not we, we won't know for a really long time, like, whether, whether, whether that happens or not. But, yeah, I, I definitely I, I definitely know what you mean. And, and it's hard to envision someone else that was doing it on his level and, his, and the size that he was doing. Yeah. It. Like, we mentioned Ross before, and he's putting that, that work in, too. But, like, even when I think about it on that level, like... Well, yeah, he's, do, he's doing what Nipsey did, but, I'm, but where Nipsey was different was he was a voice, too. You know what I mean? Well, that, well that, I was going to say that, but even, like... I don't know the fuck you know is on Crenshaw and Slauson, like really out there doing it active, like not anybody, not anybody today. I don't know anybody. Everybody either. left. Everybody left. Yeah. NWA used to do it on on Slauson and Crenshaw, but they left. Uh, Snoop used to do it in LBC. Well, that's why I he think left. The, that's why I think the impact was bigger. Like yeah. I think like, and that's where I don't think anyone else is touching him because he, you could literally go out there and see his face on the corner. Like yeah. it wasn't a. It was. It was a day, like, I'm sure for some of these people, weekly, monthly occurrence, obviously, busy man, but, like, it wouldn't be strange for those people to go out there and see his face. And, huh. You know, when it happened, he was taking pictures with kids, like, yeah. it's just... Or he was a superhero. Yeah. He was, like, the neighborhood superhero. He was, he was Nino Brown. Like, he did so much bad in that neighborhood, but he turned it around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, I mean... It's just wild. I guess. I guess this is this is still a rough conversation to have because it's still just it's really fresh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of uncertainty in what's gonna be next. I mean, obviously, you don't want to rush anything. We live in this world where this is where we live in. What's next? What is next? There's no time to sit back and let things fall apart because you're sad. You gotta be sad and still move forward. I just don't want to see this movement end. Been on this movement with him since 2010, 2011 when he started the marathon. The whole marathon continues, all that. When he started doing that, it was real, bro. Like, he really was moving people in a positive way. Even if the people, I know a lot of people listening to his music and still were doing bad shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they didn't become better people, but but they became better bad people because of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he motivated people to work harder, whether what you were doing was good or bad. He motivated you to be better at what you were doing. Yeah, for sure. And like, so yeah, that, this is, it's rough, bro. This is rough. This was our guy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, uh, there's just so much we could just, so many lanes where we could just go down and talk about different things happening. But, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It is fresh. It's a fresh wound. Very fresh. I mean, he's he was the definition of a modern-day activist as well, not just, like I said, it's bigger than music. Definition of a modern-day activist, using his platform to get his voice out there. You can't just be an activist in today's world and just be a, a preacher. Like, no offense to the preachers out there doing their thing. You can't do it like Martin Luther King did it. He wouldn't. It wouldn't work today. It wouldn't work today. No one in the world we live in, everybody's a little too... I don't know where I'm looking for, but <sighs> the world's not as soft to me. I mean, it's softer in terms of how sensitive everybody is, but I mean, you got to really be kind of a down and gritty person. You have to have someone, you have to be somebody who's been in the mud 
mm-hmm. in order for you to teach people how to wash the mud off. You know what I mean? Like it, it just wouldn't work nowadays. A clean cut guy with no criminal record coming in trying to tell me how to live my life, like bro, it'd be corny. It'd be corny. Yeah. It's, it'd be corny to people, yeah. especially young people, and him like just seeing on the different like social media platforms, you know, younger kids being affected by it. Like, you're right. It just would. It would just come off like this person's irrelevant or corny exactly. or gosh or you know however they're they're good presented. But like you're right, and I think. I use it as a metaphor. I don't know how he would use it or how anyone else would use it, but I think that's why the marathon is such like a, it's like a big thing. Like yeah. marathon continues is like, he's in the trenches, still running, still leading that pack. Like he's in the race yeah. where you're talking about like a preacher type who's just on, like on their like holiness or like coming yeah. from a different perspective. And like, yeah. it just does not, it doesn't communicate or connect. You gotta be able the to same touch way. the people, man. Yeah. You gotta be able to touch the people. And, he was that guy. Like I said, true definition of a modern day activist, just a great man, great leader. I mean, we could talk about this dude forever, I honestly. Know, we know. really could. It's just but the main subject is, I mean, this is this is hurtful. This is very hurtful and very sad. And I mean, I feel bad for anyone connected to this man. You know, what I mean, my condolences to anybody affected by this, his brothers, you know, his his wife, his kids, family, I mean, everybody, bro. Community too. People yeah. who, who are probably afraid now they're going to lose jobs. He provided jobs, too. What do you do with the guy who's writing your checks is gone? Now you got to hope his peoples can uphold what he was doing every day. And, I mean, they can't because if they could do what he could, they'd be doing it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can do what this man did. That's what makes it even more, you know, emotional and harder to deal with from the hood's point of view. I will say... Uh, even if it helps a little bit, like I would go go out and buy his album. Like I'm planning to Friday. Like I'm planning right. to buy it buy, because the thing is, is that going back, he owns his masters. That money is going to his estate, to his family. So yes. I would say if you can buy anything from him, like buy it, like buy all his shit. Like one because obviously you know to help with that tragedy, but like I think even that little bit of influx of money, I think. I think some of it will definitely go back to the hood. I think his estate knows a little bit, at least now from his teachings and the things he had going on. Um, they'll in, they'll inject and infuse. I do think it's up to that community to then start being self-sufficient because I think definitely some of that money will go back into it, but they have to now keep the words he had and the ideas he had going. What he used to love saying, created a foundation right there. The foundation is laid. Mm-hmm. Just gotta, just gotta build off it. So hopefully the people make the right decision. We'll, we'll see, man. I don't know. And I, you kind of touched on it earlier, and I just really, really quickly, I want to squash it. I know motherfuckers really want to hear about some conspiracy bullshit. Oh yeah. yeah. And whether you believe in that or not, is not like I'm not gonna knock that. It's up to you. I'm telling you how I feel. Let's be real. This was just intentional shit. It's just. Yeah. Old block, like you said, fuck boy shit. Yeah. Like it just, it's just senseless shit. And I don't like, I, I don't really mind what you believe in or how you perceive something to be. But like, for me, it's hard to hear people talk about that because I wouldn't say it undermines the situation or anything like that. But it just like it puts like a different, like 
I don't know. People want to dig and search for things that yeah. I think makes it even more senseless. Like it's exactly just, makes it even more ridiculous. Like let's keep it one hundred, man. He was he was slain by yeah. by a fuckboy, and like that's the truth too. There's no conspiracy, bro. And 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 people like it happens with everybody's death, right? There's all yeah. there's a thousand conspiracies for everybody that that dies, especially in hip hop nowadays. Like oh, bro. because bro, if you're in hip hop, if you're if, if you're a minority. Associated hip hop, not even just just blacks, Mexicans too. Anybody, you die in hip hop, and it's like he was speaking too many truths. He had to go. It was like he could have been gone a long time ago. He these truths, he exposed these truths forever ago. So what? Why wait now? Yeah, I mean, and everyone's known about Doctor Seppi. So, I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, I get it. The coincidence is everyone tied to the man seems to die around him. I get that, but. If, because I heard, uh, what's that, Charlemagne said it best. If, if Dr. Sebi's stuff was so, like, like, white people were so afraid of it, how come you can access all his information? How come you can find every video this guy posted? You can, information is out there. So, you can say it was a conspiracy over that is, it's ridiculous. He lived the life he lived and then died because of conspiracy? I know. I think that's where I get, like, I get pissed off. I'm just like, I don't want to hear it. Like, if you have that in your head, fine. It's it's like, it's your opinion, your your ideas and your thoughts. But, like, it's just, I just don't want to hear it. Like, let's just, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, understand that, like, regardless if it was some conspiracy stuff or not, whether you believe it was or not, it's still senseless. It does not. The closest thing it could be to a conspiracy is the fact, like, they say the dude who killed him was an FBI informant, is what the rumor is or whatever as well. He was a snitch. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. if there's a conspiracy, then, yeah, the guy who shot him did work for the feds. That's, that's, I guess, is true. But he didn't get killed because of what he was trying to do. Like, he just got killed because of who he was. His realness couldn't it that affected the fakeness of somebody somebody who was just weak couldn't deal with the realness couldn't deal with the truth people you know truth hurts and some people do ridiculous things over the truth and yeah so. and if anything too like um not in the same light as that dude but like uh he had already been in connection like nipsey had already been in talks and connection with the city yeah. and, and with the state and, and county and stuff uh about shutting down that gang violence and shutting down some yeah. of the violence in the neighborhood. And so it's like, it, even that, that coincidence to me is like, it's so, so far. Yeah. It's, it's dumb because how, how, how is the government, how, how is there a conspiracy to kill this man? when He was working with them in a sense, in a positive way. Like, you know, Nipsey wasn't a snitch or nothing, but he was working with them to better his people, yeah. to better the community, all people. All people, all minorities, even the white minorities, because those people exist too. The poor people is pretty much who he mm. was trying to help. The people who live in these violent neighborhoods. And, you know, the, cons- just, uh, the conspiracy shit, <laughs> throw it in the trash. And as far as I'm uh, read and heard, uh, the documentary the documentary is still coming out. Uh, Nick Cannon is supposedly supposed to take it over. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was probably being funded by Jay Z. So it's gonna come out one way or another. It's come out. No, I think Nick Cannon got enough money to fund it himself personally, but I mean, and so uh, I don't. Yeah, bro, it's it's just a sad, tragic event, is what it is, and it's it's unreal. It's gonna be unreal for a long time for me personally. I mean, it's I can't help but listen to his music, but I'm also struggling listening to it because he left so many, you know, this little 
Well, eggs, bro. I feel like he saw this coming. Like, I mean, lyrically, if you listen to him, he wasn't afraid of this day. Mm-hmm. He was he was ready for it for sure. And so, I mean, definitely was a living legend, and now he's a legend, you know, in his afterlife. And uh, yeah, man, go miss neighborhood nip. Go miss him for real. So yeah, this is a uh, his moose on the nip topic. Yeah, uh, uh, I think I think uh, this was a really good conversation personally for us. Like, I think it was good. To oh man, how to get it out? Yeah. This is like when you, you know, when you just have a bad day, yeah. you gotta like the ladies do. You gotta call one of my girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you yeah. gotta vent. You gotta get yeah. it out, bro. Like you gotta. We had a nice little mental cry today. Mm-hmm. You know, a nice little mental cry today, and it was needed, man, because. I had to get it out with somebody who could fully understand me. You know what I mean? You can talk to anybody, but not anything. They can listen. They can feel your pain. Yeah, I will say there's a lot of, uh, I would say, like, the the number of people was dwindling as far as, like, having that real, like, hip-hop, like, the passion that I have for this music and, and just everything that I've experienced in the life it's brought me. Yes. Like, being close to it is just something else. And so having a conversation would have just been flat with anybody else. Like it would just not have the same impact of comedy. And when you are going full 100% with your emotion about something like this and the other person feels it and reciprocates it back and, and has yes, the, the same feelings for you, it's, it's much better. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure sh- I'm sh- we're, we're going to have conversations in the future oh, yeah. that are going to be, you know, not as heavy, and though we'll we'll get into some other lighter hearted conversations, yeah, of course. But uh, it was necessary. No, it was very unnecessary, and it looks. I'm just sad, bro. I am sad about it, and it's gonna sting for a good minute. But yeah. but this was a good conversation, like you said, it was needed because this is it's a passion. It's not just something you like to listen to. Hip hop is a passion. It is a lifestyle. It's a culture. You know what I mean? It mold you in a certain way and so this definitely was needed man this is like it's like hip-hop church bro this is <laughs> little men's night wednesday nights yeah <laughs> it's like i'm gonna have to sit down just hip-hop it was good man i like it i'm, I'm glad we were able to sit you know have this conversation get it off our chest because like you said we both needed this um it's just i feel like people need to bring the passion back into into hip-hop and I'm hoping with our conversations we're able to do that. On serious notes, lighter conversations, whatever, I just want people to realize, you know, we love this shit. We really do. And I feel like, you know, people need to know that there's more to this game than just what you hear. You know what I mean? What you see. Like there's more to this emotionally. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like I I feel like, yeah, there's definitely, obviously, a lot of, you listen to a lot of radio shows or a lot of podcasts that have the the same topics going on, but, like, I feel like, even not just in this topic, but just in hip-hop in general, like, there's there's not enough people to cover the emotion that the genre means to people. Like, I feel like people are really, like, in a thirst for more commentary about about hip-hop in general, and to have those bigger conversations. We know now, I mean, we've known this obviously for a long time, but, like, people are saying it slowly, day by day, and as it's gone, 
and even over the last decade that hip-hop is just leading the way it's just leading oh, without a doubt. the number one genre and so um without I, a doubt we we even have evolved and moved into bigger topics like if you know stereotypically people would think that we're hip-hop you're talking about some dumb shit and blah 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 but like you're talking like we just had this conversation about this business mogul this person who was preaching about technology yes something that like you know 10 years ago wouldn't have been like you know what's it cool been, to talk about yeah bro. you're a nerd you're a nerd like and so we have uh these leaders now in, in hip-hop with Lasky, restaurants and whatnot and yeah. who you know just like nipsey who had stores and who was studying at museums and documentaries and things of that nature so um i just think that that i know me and you have so much passion about it yes, bro. And, and our conversations will yield more um in the future but damn it man i love this fucking i love hip-hop i do bro this is it's life man it's, it's life crazy bro. And so. hip-hop is it's it's molded the way i walk the way i talk the way i dress i mean shoot this is yeah no I mean, it's, it's the same thing that's why i even said like like hip-hop is molded it's been it's just been my life your like, dna it's like, yeah yeah it's like fuck man like i know hey that piece of your dna they say is unreadable i know what it is for oh. me it's hip-hop that shit is embedded i just think about just wild shit like i just like when i was a young teenager and i just try to like spit game to a girl and you know listen to like fucking what some ludicrous song yeah <laughs> like, what would what would nate dog say yeah, in this situation yeah, yeah, yeah. so like i just like think of wild shit when i when i start talking about it and it makes me fucking happy and yeah uh but, but yeah. i think i think it's a good place to. oh yeah it's a good start i mean it's a sad first start you know i apologize to uh, the people who, who might hear this you know it's not a lighthearted conversation but it's something that needs to be spoken on you know what i mean we can't Hip hop isn't all bitches and chains, you know what I mean? It's not all parties and drugs. It's it's life. People are affected by this, who aren't in the game. There's other people affected by this. It's like I always, like I said multiple times, it's bigger than rap. It's bigger than hip hop. Yeah, and I think uh, I think it's important right now too for hip hop as well. Part of my other point is just like it's people are thirsting for this type of, of talk, and um, you know if you have an opinion about it, you can reach out too. You can reach out say something about it and we'll have that conversation too because yes you know we might be looking at it like from a whole different perspective and i know a little bit of it is like our talk was a little bit all over the place just because one we're running off emotion right now yes like fuck <laughs> yeah. um and then the other pieces too like i you know i jumped around a lot because i wanted to make sure you're telling all sides of it because i just heard so much talk and yeah. i felt sad and i felt defensive like i felt like i had to defend him and like so uh, there was a lot of that, but um, I, if you know, if anybody has anything that they need to say or have a different point of view that they think they want to provide, like I think that uh, hip hop should be doing that now. At this point, like, yeah. I think it is now. I think it, like, especially within the last couple of years, it's been starting these like, conversations. But I think yes. we can be another voice in that, and people can reach out. Yeah, very so, open ears over here for sure. Very uh, understanding people. So, and don't be afraid to. To join in, man, because this is a conversation that people should be having more because it leads to hopefully betterment, or at least sparks ideas, you know. This is at the very least. So these conversations are important. Join in, man. Yeah. I'm chill with Cardi and the moves. Oh, <laughs> damn. Yes. 
All right, man. Yeah. We're going to dip out then. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening. If you are listening. Yeah. Um, appreciate it. This is, this is the first one. So yeah. apologize for the roughness of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll come back next time. And we'll, I'm going to have some other mics set up and stuff. But it was last minute. I wanted to have the conversation. I didn't want to. In the, in the spirit of, of Nipsey, I didn't want to have an excuse to not do it. I just wanted yes. to. We did it. A little rough, but next time and moving forward, it'll oh, promise it'll be better. It only gets better from here. It's, it's, it's that foundation we're talking about. It's that foundation. So, build off of that. Appreciate you people. Um, this is Moose signing out. Guardian out.